Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Live from the Immaculate Vibe studio, it's Jay Bunny. What's up? What's up? Sudden, sudden. What? Your host with the most, Ben Seibel. That's, that's me. By the way, next we got. Returning to the pod with her, with I did say I wrote ring on his finger, but he doesn't have a ring on his finger yet. No. He is engaged, uh, even though there's no proof on his end. Uh, Andrew the Goon Bennett. Let's go, dude. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> there gonna, be, gonna be back. And finally, our guest friend of the pod from across the pond, Mav DeLorean. Back, be back, came back. Um, so super excited to have him back. Um, uh, just in case you were wondering, this is uh, gonna be an Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, kind of like a season review finale review pod. There will be uh, a, a lot of spoilers pretty much after this point. I'm literally going to read a summary of the episodes if you haven't seen it now. Um, I don't know why you keep doing this to yourself, watching, listening to a recap <laughs> pod when you know you haven't seen the episode. Um, but if you haven't heard it, go watch it and then come back to this pod. Anyway, now we're going to do this quick summary. I'm going to read through just so we can get a recap of episode or part six with uh, the Obi-Wan series. So <clears throat> uh, Riva uh, arrives on Tatooine to locate Luke while Vader pursues Kenobi and the path in his Star Wars destroyer. Kenobi separates from the group so that the path can escape. And after realizing Vader is only after him, he goes uh, to a nearby planet to confront Vader alone. After intense lightsaber and force duel, Kenobi is able to incapacitate him by damaging Vader's helmet and breathing device. Realizing that Anakin has embraced his identity as Vader and his former friend is truly dead, Kenobi leaves. Meanwhile, Reva... Uh, arrives at Luke's home and confronts Owen and Beru. After subs- uh, subduing them, she pursues Luke in the desert and eventually returns him to his family after remembering <laughs> Anakin's massacre on the Jedi Temple. Liberated from the dark side, Kenobi congratulates her for uh, overcoming her trauma from the past. On Mustafar, uh, a healed Vader abandons his search for Kenobi after his master Emperor Palpatine questions his motives and loyalty. Back on Alderaan, Leia has found new resolve in her duties as a princess, as a 10-year-old princess. <laughs> Kenobi uh, visits them and affirms uh, he will help the Organas when needed and bids Leia farewell. Returning to Tatooine, he resolves his conflict with Owen by agreeing to let Luke have a regular childhood. Owen allows Ben to meet Luke, and he greets the boy with his familiar, hello there, before venturing into the desert, having found his inner peace he is finally able to see and converse with force ghost of his old master qui-gon jinn that's it now that's the summary what are what is your initial reaction to the finale episode i'll start with mavdo you're our guest and then we'll kind of rally um, you. so uh, yeah i really like the finale 
uh, I, I haven't heard, I haven't looked and gone on Twitter or anything like to see many people's sort of reactions, but I've heard it's relatively mixed. But I thought this episode made the season for me. I think the other five episodes are a bit more character driven, building up for the crescendo. And I think it delivered personally. I really enjoyed it. Um, not absolutely a star perfect, but it's very rare when anything is that good. Um, but uh, we'll go into it, obviously, as we discuss the episode more. But overall, I really, I thought that it was the best episode of the series. Yeah, I would jump in. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> like all the mix, the mix, um, the mix reception I'm seeing. I've, I've got friends that are Star Wars heads and, and they do not like Obi-Wan at all. And I'm just like, from a more casual perspective, um, this has kind of locked me. I started a new hope as soon as this was over. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm in this thing now, bro. Like, <laughs> Obi Wan. This, this was the was gateway fire, drug, dude. my friends. This it, was the it, gateway it, drug. This is a great gateway drug. This is marijuana. This is this is rolled up Star Wars to the dome, man. Like, just just take that take that good hit. Six good hits. Yeah, I, I'm I'm completely satisfied with the with the finale. I think they did a great job. Like, I, yeah. Pretty much everything you said, Mavdo, I'm I'm in agreement. Did y'all yeah. like it too? Yeah, I yeah, I, I'm with you, Jay. I don't I don't understand some fans' reactions to this show. Like it's it 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 uh it befuddles me. Uh and and I'll I'll say the same the same kind of through like two episodes, I felt or through the first two or three, I felt like the character stuff was so like pitch perfect and like on point Mm. um the journey that we see obi-wan go on the journey that we see uh the redemption that we see uh reva get the the relationship you see like the the character stuff we see from owen and baru um just like the care that's put into the relationship we see build between leia and obi-wan and how we see her characterized as like this young uh, this young person who's going to grow into like this hero of the rebellion, like all of that stuff. And, and also the, just the, the dynamic, the relationship and the looming figure of Vader slash Anakin in Obi-Wan's life. Like all of that stuff was so well done that like any nitpicks I have about like, Oh, well, could have this, been, what if we did this different? Or like, what if this was nicer? Or what if this was better? Like it, it blows those. It's, you know, um, I agree with you, Mavdo. Like it's it's not like a plus 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 on like my favorite Star Wars. I don't think, but it's it's still good Star Wars. Like we yeah, got yeah. we got we got Ewan back. We got um, yeah, we got uh, uh, we got we got everybody back. Like um, like I, I don't see um, we got the spinny lightsaber blades from the Inquisitors. Like what more did what more did you guys want? Like come on uh that that's where i am with it ben how how are you how are you feeling after that finale uh i i really enjoyed it i think that's kind of like that whole episode is like why like i tuned in like the the the, the ultimate clash or the rematch of the century i feel like a lot of people at least on on my end of maps twitter for what i earned my twitter uh star wars twitter there's a lot of like prequel nostalgia that really really uh like i'm a part of that like i really gravitated towards uh ewan mcgregor as obi-wan i grew up with him as a character and then 
with with Anakin, like I would argue that's like the strongest relationship in Star Wars, just like from Padawan to to Master to like where they end up in this whole struggle. Um, and I think it was acted beautifully by both both parties. And um, that's what made that last battle so powerful and awesome. It's because it wasn't just like a lot of choreography that was cool to watch, but there was just like, you could tell a lot of um, emotions behind each move that was being made. And a lot of like, you know, you can see Anakin's anger and, and like frustration when things don't go his way. And you see like, you know, at that point, Obi-Wan has kind of become, you know, one with the force, however you want to say it his faith in the force has gotten stronger. So he's just like, mm, sort of, mm, you know, kind of like make, he's not getting thrown off by like this year power of Anakin. So they like, that he's was balanced. Yeah, yeah. He's fully balanced. He's on like even keel. Um, and he's just not shocked with where his, his former Padawan's at. I loved the, I love that episode just for that. I think there are some nits that I pick about like, the way certain characters were written but i think under like overall i think the relationship that they developed with obi-wan and and anakin in this weird in-between stage they developed it like in a supremely like that i think you get a plus for me on that front um they also developed a great relationship with leia that's also an a plus on on that front i think there are some uh we can get into that later but overall i i love the episode and i love the series and and it, and it like like, kind of like you said, Andrew, any nits that are there to pick, it's not enough to like ruin anything. Yeah. It's it's just like, eh, like, uh, eh, yeah, like I could, but like, eh, like I, I do have some nits to pick, but it's not enough to take away with like, to me, I maybe the nostalgia is just so powerful from those two in that relationship that I just like, yeah, like you could, everything else could be total crap. I wouldn't care because the like they hit on that, that emotional note. Yeah. Um, but Sorry, I'm talking too much. Two things nice. that made oh, my bad, my bad. I was going to highlight two things that we, we've already brought up. But the two things that made that fight scene and the, made the relationship come together, Obi-Wan's tears and Vader's mask breaking. Why yeah. was Vader's mask breaking so emotional? Like, why was that so hard? Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it's it's it was so powerful to see half his face and you see the person behind him because I don't think we've ever seen we did in like, Rebels. Uh, in Rebels? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess, yeah. I, yeah, I'm asleep on Rebels. I haven't seen that one yet. But to see oh, the yeah. It's my favorite Star Wars thing. Oh, so good. Anyway. I'm yeah. S- yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get into that later. I just I started. noticed Ben watching it, catching up on Rebels on my uh, Disney Yeah, we're sh- I'm sharing. I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> mooching off his account, so he sees all my activities. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so I, I do need to get into Rebels. But, yeah, to see sure. to see both characters in one, because you always know that they're two <clears throat> characters, right? But, I mean, you know, like, we're just we're just human beings. We're just apes. Like, like we're, we're like dogs or, or babies. Like, if you do the if you do peekaboo, it's, it's like you don't. <laughs> it's like part of the prank is you don't actually know what's behind there, like, on, yeah. a, on a biological, just, you know, on an animal level. So he's more he's more machine than man. And then when you yeah when you take part of the mask off. off, you see the man underneath. Yeah. And the voice crack, like the sound design on that was perfect too. Like so you good. Hear, you hear <sighs> crack through, and you're like, oh, you know, <clears throat> like they're right there. And then that's what gets Obi Wan's tears going. That's and that's when he that's when his character becomes complete to me. You know, it's kind of like it was kind of like in Episode Three when they put the mask on Anakin. It's like this is when. 
like the, the prophecy is 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 it's written like here we go like sign mm-hmm. of my name on the prophecy like it, it's real it, it's happening and you're watching it right now so like yeah I, I just wanted to highlight those those are the two i guess opposite in their picks the two highlights that they had <coughs> right to me that they nailed it's so so clever yeah do you guys yeah. have any highlights to y'all yeah. uh but yeah, we jumped out of you, Mavdo. Yeah, I was going to say, um, with the mask uh, situation, the uh, the voice crackling was done beautifully. No matter how many nitpicks you can have on a show, and Star Wars, every Star Wars going to have a nitpick. The original trilogy, if you watched it fresh like it's a new, sh- there's millions of nitpicks in that as well. I mean, if you watch <laughs> Return of the Jedi and you see for the first time Force lightning out of the fingers, people would be like, well, that's so stupid, but people grew up on it and they're used to it. So I can look past... If like, the overall enjoyment is good and they have certain moments which are perfect, you look past the nitpicks. And I think that the voice cracking when you hear Hayden's real voice and it goes into James L. Jones, that was um, superb. But even just before you see you, the strikes hit and he's da- um, everyone's damaging sort of um, the chest plate of Darth Vader and you hear his um, breathing getting affected. And it's the same sort of sounds in Return of the Jedi after yeah. Luke knocks off his hand and he's been weakened and the same sort of voice crackling and just hearing them sort of broken breathing sounds brought me back to when I was a kid watching Return of the Jedi for the first time. So uh, I really enjoyed that part of that fight. That's, that's kind of what, what I have, what I have started to evolve my feeling of like, what is star Wars to me? It is, it is, it is whatever rekindles that like feeling of when you were a kid of like whatever it whatever the whatever the story might be whatever characters we're looking at is it is it bringing out those emotions of like oh man that was just cool as hell and like fun and uh, and you still have the deeper emotional side um to all of it and this is a pretty i mean this is a story about like my best friend turned into a murderer and like i can't fix them uh but even given that like you still have those those just cool moments of like that that bring you back to like what um star wars was for you when like ben when you and i when you and i were like 10 and revenge of the sith was coming out or like 12 and like watching revenge of the sith for the first time um but yeah totally totally agree i've seen some people um i guess the criticism that i see that i have seen is that this is for prequel our prequel meme fanboys like it's for our prequel <laughs> meme subscribers and like they're the only people that will that will like enjoy this really like like and i think all of us i'm not going to say all of us are like prequel meme boys but i think i don't know like just i mean i i'll i grew up on the prequels i think me i mean me and andrew technically grew up on them like I mean, we all we all did like they came yeah. out when we were alive so um I, I think what this show does a great job of is if you're a fan of the original trilogy and if you're a fan of the uh, uh, prequel trilogy, it is that connective tissue for two of the biggest characters, you know, Darth Vader and actually actually Leia too. So you got Leia, Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan. You get that emotional journey from the complete L that the Jedi are in the whole state of like getting owned by, you know, all the clones and stuff at the end of episode three to like, you know, old man, Ben, who's helping Luke. Like there's, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of stories that they could have told uh, in that time. And I think they did a great job of honoring each. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily like prequel specific, any of this stuff. It's, it just happens to thankfully go back and, and kind of explore it a little bit. Yeah. And I think, I think there was a fair criticism maybe before the show came out and there's a fair criticism to me now of like, who needs that? Like, who, who <laughs> we need this? Like, does I need it? Need it. Yeah. And like, and it's never really about need. It's about like, no, I want, I want, I to want, see and this. I need it. Yeah. But the story that they told over these six six episodes was one that I felt was was worthwhile enough to bring everybody back because it, it was kind of like when they announced it, it was like we're gonna get the rematch of the century, and like it's gonna be all about like Obi Wan and Vader. And there's a certain element to like okay or there's just some dudes like in a back room like okay what if what if like they're holding up action figures and like what if what if they fought again like wouldn't that be fun <laughs> like but you need a story beyond that to justify like this this clash and i feel like we got that in leia has to escape and survive like the the watch like the 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 like seeds of the rebellion it's giving me like last jedi vibes is getting me rogue one vibes rogue of, like, one, yeah. of, of like this this resistance that has been like saving kids and like has been smuggling like force users or like uh out of like the empire or has been like resisting like that has to survive and obi-wan is the man that can ensure that it just so happens that he has to like face his you know greatest nemesis in the in the symbol of all of his failures to do that and i felt like that was a worthy there was a worthy reason to get us to this to this final clash mm-hmm. um whether you're a prequel stand or not like <laughs> it yeah um so I, I you brought it up briefly just now um i i I kind of have an idea, but like, well, let, let's just kind of gauge the, the gauge, the, the room. How, how did you guys, like, what did you guys think of the Luke juke this show gave us where we thought for sure it was going to be like an Obi-Wan, like babysitting Luke Skywalker for the whole show. But instead they just did a complete misdirect and focused on Leia. What, how did you, how do you think they, they handled that? Let's start with you, Mountain. I started last time. No, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go up again. I'm the guest. I'll be selfish. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> so go. I think that was necessary in a lot of ways because it was kind of, it's not fundamental. They could have got around it. Again, when you make these films and uh, you're adding to the stories that have already been told, there is little, as long as you don't do any major red flags, which break the whole continuity, you can bend things a bit. So you could have got something involved with Luke, but he's supposed to have a boring farm boy life. He isn't supposed to eat. The most exciting thing he's ever done is go to Toshi Station and pick up power converters. You know, that's that's what he wants to do. Or like, you know, go meet some Jawas to trade for a droid. That's his, that's the highlight of his day. You know, he was 18 years old and still playing with his T-16. You know, he's got yeah. a boring life. So I didn't really want him to go on any adventures beforehand. Um and if there's anything that would draw Obi-Wan away from protecting his one job, it would be to look after or save the other sibling, like the other child of um, Anakin. Uh, that's kind of, 
his soul. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, they needed to be very careful with that because of obviously continuity and Leia's message at the start of A New Hope, kind of the way she speaks about Obi-Wan, they never really met. So you, you kind of got a bit of wiggle room there. In A New Hope, when Luke does say, I'm here with Ben Kenobi, she immediately knew Ben Kenobi was Obi-Wan as well. Um, so at, at least they've got that connection now. But um, no, I liked it. And I thought the, the actress who played Leia, was, she was brilliant. She's like, I don't know how old she actually is, but she's probably about eight, nine, ten. I thought she was fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah, she really encapsulates that, like, the stubborn, um, like, kind of fiery, like, no, we have to do, like, we have to do it this way, or we have to, you know, help these people, or we have to, like, that. Um, and she wasn't over the top either. Like, she could yeah. have just been a brat, bratty kid, but she wasn't. I thought she, yeah, had that stoic yeah, there, politics there was... about her yeah, there was the kindness as well. There was that like kindness and also the like the fight, the spunk that we know. Um, I, I totally agree. I think it was a great misdirect. It got it it uh, it surprised me. And in those first couple of episodes, it's like, oh, like we got to go save like we got to go save Leia now. Um, and I also feel like it it reminds us that that if you just watch the original trilogy, it feel it feels like for a lot of for a lot of reasons, Luke feels like the main character. Like he mm. he goes through the biggest kind of change in his story and his arc as a character. And Leia kind of gets sidelined, particularly in like episode six. Um, but it's an important reminder that like they both are equally important. Mm -hmm to a lot of fans and i've seen i've seen a lot of a lot of people especially also bringing up like padme amidala stands who are like they they are the they are the son and daughter of both of them they're not just anakin's kids they are anakin and padme's kids and i loved the moments we had where obi-wan sees that in leia and affirms that in her and and kind of uh is able to give those like you remind me a lot of you know a dear friend of mine and like you you have all of these positive qualities that are going that we know are going to lead to like the rebellion and lead to um like ending tyranny in the galaxy um so yeah i'm i'm two thumbs uh way up on that on that on the luke on the luke juke as, 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 you, as you said ben yeah, I, I didn't have any expectations going in. Like going in to watch movies, I generally don't mm. have um, expectations. Like I try not to. Like, oh, well, I wonder if they're gonna do this. I wonder if they're gonna do that. I wonder if, like, I I, I I trust them to do what they like. They're the experts. I'm not even like I will just watch this for a few minutes and forget about it the next day. Y'all are gonna spend months and months doing this. So like, I I sort of like just you know let them let them control it um that way you won't get you know though and it because so many people think it has to go this way and when it doesn't then they hate the film so if you exactly. just go the mind that's it, isn't it yeah that's the whole mindset yeah and so i mean uh i don't know i i wasn't super thrown out thrown off by anything like i was surprised and and um you know positively surprised to see certain things like like you know like all the stuff you mentioned andrew just Aunt leia coming back into the story and everything 
And there were a lot of plot holes in, um, I guess you, you can't really call them plot holes, but there were a lot of like plot holes in um, episode four that they could tie up. You know, like, how does she know Obi-Wan? Why is she like so calm and collected when when she's getting kidnapped and invaded? Why is she like talking back to Vader and stuff? Like, like why is she like this, you know? And, and th- th- there was room for them to, to come back here. And I think they made a good decision doing so. So, yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. I think to to a casual fan, it, it was it's not like a huge. It, it's like a surprising like oh, okay, this is cool, but it's not like a huge like oh, they're not going to talk about Luke. Ah, oh, what? You know, like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. I'll be right back, guys. I have an emergency coming up real quick. Okay. Oh. Um. Well, I'll I'll touch on it real real quick. I like the um, like a lot of y'all said like the gr- like the um the explanation of why the character leia is the way she is like when she's grown up i think that was kind of a cool like backstory we wouldn't have gotten otherwise because you know so much is focused on luke and i thought it i thought it was funny especially after watching this show when uh on one of our previous pods andrew mentioned i bet you yoda was just wishing that leia showed up a Dagobah instead of freaking Luke. <laughs> no, that's a that's a fully fleshed out like I think fan theory as well as in some of the there's like a certain point of view books where they go through and like Yo- part of the reason that Yoda is kind of annoyed with Luke is like it should have been the girl, it should have mm-hmm. been like, and and in a way, he's kind of right because like she has grown up, she's grown up as a leader in the rebellion. She's grown up as like this. And, and girls mature quicker than boys. And you can clearly <laughs> tell she is probably mature much beyond her years. She Luke has a maturity of like a 30-year-old uh, as a 10-year-old girl. But I, th- I, I think uh, it was cool to kind of see that. I will say, and maybe this, this might just be me, after two seasons of Mandalorian where we've got this like begrudging father trope that like takes on this kid that didn't really like is ends up babysitting this kid. They didn't want to initially. And then they like end up like loving the kid later on. Like they did that with two scenes of Mandalorian. And I kind of was hoping that they weren't going to do that in Obi-Wan. Like I I didn't know how they would handle it, but it kind of ended up what, not for the whole series. It was the parts of the series. He was definitely doing that. Um, I would just like a, a story where there isn't babysitting. That's all my thing. Like that's my yeah. thing. Like I, 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 I bit like that as well, wasn't it? With uh, Omega. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, Omega. Yeah. yeah that was another blatant one. Yeah. Um. And and to me, the, the like I, the I, reluctant father figure with a like, daughter or young child. It is a. It is a. It is hot, hot, hot right now. As like, oh my a, gosh, as a narrative trope. <laughs> it's so hot right now. Um. We are. Yeah. We are about to get a Last of Us series with pedro pascal which is quite He's literally some more which yeah. is quite literally reluctant father figure with yeah. a an adoptive daughter kind of story narrative trope um but so yeah, yeah it is i think and we've seen it like in the logan movie that's literally what he does he takes that one girl under her it's, that's outside of star wars but i'm just like i want to see characters grow without having to babysit like mm-hmm. i like i don't need the this super intelligent kid to get the best out of Obi-Wan, you know, like I, 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 I kind of wish he like had a conversation with an adult to figure this out, but I don't know. That's, that's me kind of putting what I want on the show. Mm-hmm. I still think it turned out really well in the narrative and it fit really well with what the show was doing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it didn't feel as much like babysitting, like baby Yoda feels like babysitting. Cause he's literally a baby and there's like, he's yeah. helpless at times. Um, but at least shoot, whatever. I'm not going to, yeah. not going to stay on that longer than I have to, but, but I think the, this was makes a bit more sense because in the sense that that's what Obi-Wan was doing. He's meant to be looking after Luke or watching over him all this time. And it's in between two generations of characters, the prequel characters at a certain age. And then obviously the, the younger ones in the, the original series, they're going to be the age. So that kind of makes sense. But then Mandalorian, I know everyone loves it, but it didn't necessarily need Grogu and Bad Batch didn't necessarily need Omega. They could have yeah. went in this direction. Um, that's to, to that point, when it when he gives up Grogu, I was excited for the character. Now I can see Mando like be Mando by himself and just wreck like wreck shop or whatever yeah. and like go like full uh whatever bounty hunter. Well, that well that's kind or, of the point of that's the point of his his character. Grogu causes this change in him yeah. to where he can't just go back to being. Like we see that in the very first episode when he doesn't yeah. have Grogu and he yeah. tries to he tries to be I'm a Mandalorian now I'm a, I'm a <clears throat> badass bounty hunter and he like burns himself on the dark saber he like he can't he can't wield it it's too heavy like there's all of this so like, I'm curious on how they develop that but I really just for me personally I kind of yeah. wanted to see like hey what what's it look like and we did get that one episode in Boba Fett where it was just him without. I agree. I want to, yeah. yeah, I do want to see more of those stories um, or see that we see that character growth. Let's see it beyond maybe mm-hmm. this like one-to-one character relationship. Because, it, and I'll say last, this is the last thing I'll say on it is, and this, I don't want this to come. Like, I feel like instead of getting the story of when the characters in hit their prime or like, uh, you know, that they're kind of like on the back end and then they have like, Oh yeah, I have to take care of a kid. So I feel like, that sounds bad, but I don't know. But if that makes sense. But then you know I mean? when are when are you planning on having kids? When are you when are you gonna become a father? <laughs> probably, probably pretty I'm soon. Little, I'm a little concerned now. <laughs> are you gonna be out of your prime? Are you gonna... I'm starting my prime. I like to think I'm starting my prime with kids. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Washed. What's going on? I'm <laughs> Obi-Wan's washed. Um Okay, Look, so it's let, great. Let's... It's great because Andor comes out in a couple of months, and I am oh, it fairly, does. Yeah. I am fairly confident you're not going to get any babysitting in Andor. God, I hope not. Uh, we'll see. I, man, I... <laughs> ben is Ben is like man. F them kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here for them kids. I'm here for Obi Wan. Get them out of here. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so let, now we've kind of uh, let, let me kind of ask another question. What's the final, this is on a totally different front. What is the final verdict for you, Mavdo, on Reva? I think I've been saying her name wrong this whole time, but I think it's Reva. Reva, Reva sounds Reva, too close. Reva, Reva. sounds too close to Reba, like Reba, Reba McIntyre. McIntyre. <laughs> like Reva, Reva, Reva. Has that been an edit? I need to see if I can make that an edit. Like just put like Reva McIntyre's face on Reva's body. That'd be awesome. Sorry, Mavdo, what's your verdict on Rita? Um, I like her more than what most maybe said. I'm not fully, fully, oh, she's like the greatest, but I'm one of the biggest question marks that I really enjoy about Star Wars that I've really always wanted to explore is the survivors of Order 66. We know everyone survived, we know Yoda survived, but we don't really know anyone else. 
Cal Kestis is now we've discovered in a few odd other people. So I like the idea of a youngling that survived the Jedi Temple, blames the Jedi for failing and having her, their, her friends and her family killed, but also has hates the Empire and the Vader as well for causing it. Um, so that dynamic, very interesting. I think at times throughout the season, the character maybe could have been a little bit better. It was a bit spoiled bratish kind of like calm your feelings down a little bit sort of thing like always like a hot, she's always 100 isn't she <laughs> but um yeah overall I, th I think now the season's finished I think whatever they'll put her in in the future I think she'll be better in I think they just needed to get sort of this character and her story out and then she can go off it'll be interesting to see what they'll do with her now uh, but overall I wasn't against her character at all yeah she's up against Vader though <laughs> Man, she got yeah. dealt with <laughs> i yeah i was i was concerned watching that final episode i was watching with with uh lacy my fiance wow that's weird um and we were watching it and i and i kept commenting i was like i was like why i i was like why is she because i had always assumed that we were going to get some kind of like redemption or some kind of uh like pulling back from this from the dark side from her and i was like oh she can't come back and well obviously we know she doesn't kill luke but i was like <clears throat> this seems i was i i didn't i was like she hates vader and i guess the implication here is she knows that luke is vader's kid and so she is like so hell-bent on like if i can't kill vader i can at least kill one of his kids and that and that I, I was a little confused by that or I was like, I don't know, man, like, please don't like this is not please step away. Please step back from this ledge. Um, and luckily she does. I thought that was handled really well. And I know a lot of people, fans of Jedi Fallen Order were were like, don't Trilla, don't Trilla uh, Re Reva, like, don't don't kill her off, like, just to, yeah. as like, oh, she turned she like she's kind of good and then dead um yeah same with you Mavdo I love exploring you know a, a different a survivor of the same kind of trauma that Obi-Wan was faced with but but reacted in a completely different way than Obi-Wan yeah. did um and to see both of them both of them kind of at the end help each other to realize like okay there is still hope for you like obi-wan leaves vader and is like there's no more hope here like my friend is dead yeah. but is able to return to tatooine and like find reva there and be like okay no there is there is hope for you to turn from this like this evil path um i feel i feel like star wars always needs something like that to show like this character that was really like really angry was really furious was really um was dead set on like a very maybe evil or vengeful thing like there is still space to like turn away from that and turn back towards something more hopeful um uh, but yeah what you got jay how you, what's your verdict on reva reva it was fire fire character um i mean as far as spinoffs and things like no, no, right shot. Yeah, yeah. Do we have to like start? Do we have to like turn everything into something like 
like we we got we got a good character out of Riva. Like, you know, she was a good antagonist for most of this series. But um, I'm a little confused. How do you how do you get stabbed like that and come back? Like like come right back? Maybe they explain <laughs> that. Maybe it's something I miss. I don't know. Um, you know, but now Qui-Gon's back. You can ask her. <laughs> yeah, Qui-Gon's got to be ticked. All these people get stabbed and they just hop back like a, a week later. Yeah, right. Just get in the bath to sink. Dude, Maul, Maul got split in half. And he came and back. The dude, yeah. And the dude came back with some spider legs. And it's it's just, it's it, it really is that like that anger that like, you know, the dark side, the dark side really gets some cool <laughs> shit like you know if you're evil you can just you can just power yeah. through but i mean that's that's what people say about what happened to anakin obviously he lost three limbs and was being burnt alive mm-hmm. and his anger and his power of the force kept him alive long enough to be saved <laughs> um even the inquisitor said uh what's the exact quote like the uh, revenge revenge is a, a yeah powerful motivator I, yeah and so the inquisitor survived and she survived maybe because qui-gon was so um, attuned with the force and was very peaceful. He didn't need that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He, he knew. Up. He knew he, he could. He. Yeah. yeah. He knew his journey was to be like a guide, someone a guide for Obi Wan. He wasn't like his time was done. Basically, like he knew his time was up. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of the theme for the Jedi is like being able to let go, being mm-hmm. able to move on, and say like, nope, my time is done. Whereas you see with the emperor vader all these people they're like no like my time is going to be forever i'm going to be around for like i refuse um by sheer force will not allow it yeah Um, yeah uh it's like new york's mellow like no i'm not giving up the (laughs) ball i'm still the number one option man no (laughs) no need to and now he's really on the dark side with the lakers um so i i think i don't want to touch on it too much you kind of guys kind of all hit it but I, I think I touched on it last week, actually, just the motivation of, of her was kind of confusing because I, I think for me, it would have just made more sense. I it's me maybe projecting, but for me, it would have made more sense if she just like, if she survived somehow, then maybe she, maybe she finds another force user or something like that, that also survived and then like trained with them for, you know, until she's an adult. And then now she's like powerful enough to take on Vader but instead, mm. she not only joins the dark side and joins the Inquisitors, but she, I, I mean, you you see like the kind of stuff that Vader does when he enters like any, any, you know, group of people, I'm snapping necks, I'm killing people here. Like, this is just like da- stuff on the daily. Like, that's like part of the job. So for her to have experienced the trauma of like all of her friends getting killed around her to like think i know my sole goal is to kill vader and i'll you know i'll basically become an undercover cop for the inquisitors and i'll she but she still has to do those things like she cut somebody's hand off like she's very you know um you know you can tell she's unbalanced with the force like she she she, you know there's a struggle in her yeah and to me like i i invaded and she so she's sort of like she she does she's with the dark side, but not fully. She just yeah, her, has her own goals. Really. Yeah, she has her own goals. At that point, it's not light or dark. But I think, to me, that was kind of a hard sell of like, yeah, I know, like, as somebody who's like, if somebody experiences a trauma, I don't think they revisit that trauma 
to get to the person that it, the trauma, I don't know. It's to me, it, it just seemed like a lot. Uh, mm. I think the actress did a great job with what she was given. It's just kind of, it, I think it was definitely like the, the D plot of the show. And I think they didn't have enough bandwidth. They, they needed another episode with Reva. It was just Reva, you know? Um, yeah, they need, I think they needed something like that for her. Um, but I, well, I she think- definitely, she definitely has been, I think she and Roken and um, I think several of these characters will be reappearing in other stuff. Uh, and Ahsoka more than likely. Yeah, it's no, well, it's no, well, it's no, like Andor is kind of concurrent. I'm not sure what the timeline is for Andor, but like there's the potential for a ton of these characters to show up in Andor because it's all about early rebellion, early like resistance against the Empire. And who better to show up than an ex-Inquisitor who's like, nah, F these guys, like I... Like I want to. Has fight. that been confirmed or not? Or is uh? No, I'm just. No, okay. I'm just. I'm just assuming. Like, this no, that is, makes sense. This is yeah, the yeah. this is the MCUification of Star Wars, Star Wars where like yeah. every character has to like reappear or like hint at. Expanded an, at, at an, yeah. Yeah. We're not. They're not doing it right if they're not like. Oh, Gabe, I will, by the way, like new show is coming out in three months. Watch that if you want to see these characters again. I, I will say this. I think her character is a step up in a, in in the, in the right direction. Uh, definitely had its flaws or lack of screen time maybe had something to do with that. But like coming from Finn, which I think was a letdown in general, that maybe that's just me, the way they handled that Finn character to where like she, she I feel like she had more development than Finn did three movies in this one show, oh. but Oof. that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. I don't want to like go f- too far down that route. Um, but I like, I like her a lot. I think she, she was just cool the way she um, performed that. Okay. So let's just do, see if we can do a, a quick uh, round of any, anything, any picking nits. If like maybe one per person, like things they weren't crazy about or, or thing they wish they would have done differently. I probably said like too many already, but like, um, if there's one, one, two, like, you know, that maybe bothered you or, um, what's yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so, right. Picking it. So there's, uh, there's a little few things in this, uh, finale episode when they're chasing after the, um, ship, um, Obviously, the ship is quite small, and the star destroyers are mainly mainly for bombardment or taking out other capital ships and stuff. So they're going to be harder to hit. They could deploy Tie Fighters, but obviously that's a bit of a it just or or invaders decides to go after Obi Wan. They could still pursue them, but it they could just show it delayed the star destroyer enough time, um, the ship enough time to repair the hyperdrive because it was a time thing. So. I don't know. They just completely gave up. I would have said it would have been better just to have a little bit of a delay, and then that gives them an excuse. Just little things like that. Yeah. Um, another thing, I noted it down somewhere. I don't know where I put it down. There's just so many things that happen that it's difficult to uh, keep track. Um, it's an action. Come back. Like it's gonna yeah. be. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of just like okay. <laughs> I think. I, I think we I saw. Hmm. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I tend to look past so many nitpicks. I just like to have the overall enjoyment. I'm quite easily pleased in general. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I look past a lot of the nitpicks anyway. Um, but yeah, go on. What were you going to say? 
Oh, well, just it's it's interesting you mentioned that because I think there are there are a lot of scenarios where like, well, why did they do this? Why did they do this? like come on? And I, you reminded me of those TIE fighters like, yeah, that would have been the smart thing to do. Like just sick the TIE fighters on it. You have a whole squadron like fly after him. And then I'm reminded of of this general sense of like, like Vader is a great villain. He's an imposing figure. He's like, he's, oh, he's incredibly powerful. But, <clears throat> but Anakin slash Vader are regularly like so focused on like, get it like in this sense, in this episode, focused on getting Obi-Wan that they, like he is not always a great tactician. He's mm. not a great, like he is a blunt instrument He's like, he is a hammer and he sees a nail and he wants to hit the nail. And so when he's faced with this decision of like, oh yeah, the smart thing would be to like send all my TIE fighters or like send, like, you know, do, do this other thing. He's like, no, like prepare my ship. I'm going after Obi-Wan, like screw these. Like, and I think we regularly see that in the original trilogy too. And so it, it is an interesting, like, yeah, sometimes you get those like, that was dumb. Like y'all are kind of dumb. Like y'all are like not even thinking this through. I will say my nitpick for this, for the series, specifically thinking about the finale is there were times, and I talked about this with Jay a couple weeks back um, when we were reviewing, I think episode three or four, there were times where this series, there were times where this series felt like movie cinema, cinema quality, um, visually and like production value and like set design and everything and costuming and whatnot. And there were times where it felt very small and it felt like a TV show uh, and felt like a TV show in like a not great way. Um, I'm thinking of specifically in the finale, there were several scenes, partly because like you're shooting like Tatooine at night, you're like Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are fighting in this very dark, misty, like cloudy, gaseous planet where like, I I've actively was like, do I need to change the brightness settings on my TV? Cause like, cause I can't, I can't see. And I also have bad eyes generally, but I was like, I can't see y'all. And like this, this should be something that like, you guys are a, a multi-trillion, like billion dollar corporation that has put so much money into this. You should be able to see what's happening on screen. Uh, yeah. It's kind of the, the the Game of Thrones problem of like of those. I was about to say the Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's uh, like well, yeah. if you if you would just change your TV settings, it it'll be fine. Like so, there were moments like that where, um, and again, these are nits, so like very uh, minuscule. But it was like we could we could do a little bit better than that. Like just on the visual side of things. Um, um, a little bit of fighting choreography in some of the early episodes I thought was a bit off as well. Sort of um, just the way uh, certain fight scenes were like the way everyone was maybe blocking a few shots or stormtroopers mm -hmm. weren't firing and waiting for five seconds and then firing and it just seemed a bit, I don't know, a bit sluggish where they could have maybe just cut a certain shot and used a different angle or something to make it look a bit more polished. I think that's one thing George Lucas did really well. The action scenes, he made sure everything looked smooth and coherent and wasn't broken apart. And yeah. that's had a lot of criticism. Disney's had a lot of criticism from that. 
thinking about the throne room scene, people broke it down and had a look at people in the background doing stupid things. Um, that when you're looking at it in the cinema, you're missing all of it, but everyone likes a good breakdown video now. So yeah, <laughs> it makes po- it polish is a good word for it because, because I think I also worry sometimes that like when you get to this point of like we have Kenobi. We had Boba Fett earlier this year. We have Kenobi. We're going to get Andor and we're probably going to get Mandalorian soon. Like they are producing immensely more quote unquote content. And sometimes, and the more, it's kind of like this trade-off of like, you get more Star Wars, but the polish Mm. might not always be there as opposed to like maybe a cinematic experience where like, no, this is like your one Star Wars for like the next three or four years, but the polish is there or the, the finishing touches are there. Um, Jay, any, yeah. any nitpicks for you? Um, yeah, before I get into my biggest nitpick, which you guys might have already gotten into at like as I left for a few minutes. Um, but yeah, I totally agree on y'all talking about the polish of it. There were some scenes in Boba Fett that went viral, um, at least on like, I, I saw them on Reddit and I saw them on Twitter. But there were, there, you could screen grab parts of the show and you could see like in a corner, you could see like a crew member or you could see like some cables or you could see like like a wall. It's supposed to be like a rocky wall. You could see like the back of it. It's got like, you know, like some metal frames in it. Like <clears throat> little things like that slip through the cracks nowadays. Um, and yeah, that might be a Disney thing. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that we're nitpicking, at least thus far, um, at least at least in regards to editing and, and choreography, I bet a lot of that stuff, the staff themselves, Disney themselves know that like, oh, we messed this up. But like, you know, we have this deadline. We are we were already, you know, we already flew everybody out to the jungle to film that. So like, you know, like we're going to have to just like. You know, you, you, you got a couple of days to chop it up, make it look, you know, make that part, make that little you know make that swing look good and they, they couldn't get it done in a few I, I bet i bet a lot of stuff like that is going on with these shows because just the volume of how they're putting them out and stuff and and nowadays uh, yeah you're right a movie's not gonna hit like it did before like like you know one star wars movie comes out and then you wait another three years four years for another one to come out it's not gonna hit the same and like we see that with everything now like, like grand theft auto they put out grand theft auto 5 like 10 years ago like the most popular game ever right now they, they were putting them out like every four years yes a new gta is coming out, a new four year a new gta is coming out but now they could just like oh well, we'll just you know we'll just put out another dlc this month uh, you know like we'll just put out another you know yeah I, I think it's just an entertainment thing in general to where um things might be getting a little i don't know a little washed up but to my biggest nitpick um beyond the editing and stuff which which yeah there were you know there were some moments where it was it was a tv show and not not a movie thing though this did overall like as we were saying before like the the, the positives way outweigh the negatives um because you know like it's, it's an epic star wars thing but being an epic star wars thing we should have had the moment where vader had the higher ground he achieved the higher ground and he didn't say it he didn't say i have the higher ground obi-wan he didn't say it that's my biggest nitpick of the whole show. Should, bro. So you're so you're saying he should have been like, 
I have the how the higher ground you nerf herder. Take that. <laughs> I don't so know what like Star Wars. There's so many words bars are. you could write right there. You could write, write like they like, did. It, at the very least, they now did. Who's give, got the higher yeah, ground. they you did. Know, give us, I wanted that too. I I also wanted that. The but way, they gave yeah. us a moment where Vader does indeed have the higher ground, and then and he he's buries looking, him. The camera's like looking that. up at him too. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. yep. Yeah, you, everybody knows now. Like it's <laughs> like that. Like like he literally just dunked on him, and he's just kind of like hanging over there. Like what? Like just Marshawn Lynch. He just like scored a touchdown, and he just like, <laughs> handed the ball off. He handed the ball off, and just kept going. It's like, no, bro, you have to. You gotta be Terrell Owens right now. All right, like we we need, we need <laughs> you to we need you to <laughs> we need you to do something crazy. Like say something. Like, I was begging. They they even wrote. I don't it the way. I don't know, just the pacing of it, the timing of the scene. It looked like they even wrote it for him to say something there, and he didn't. So that's would, my biggest nip. Would have been too, too on the nose, though, if he said it. Because like, I had a, a few <laughs> lines in that, you know, reference in the, the prequels. I think the visual yeah. was maybe enough. But I, 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 I would I, hate it either way. I still would have marked out, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been cool, but I feel like it might have been out of character for Maybe. like he doesn't like gloat like that to... you know i feel yeah. like i, mean, I just yeah, feel like he says a lot of like full of bars bro sorry is full of bars full i think of, like i think he could have said expect you see you here he could you know like <laughs> he could have i think he i think i i love this nitpick because because we all I think it. i think he could have he could have dropped some bars however i personally am kind of annoyed with the with the like oh he said the line he said the line of our like of media nowadays like even when obi-wan like says the like says hello there like i'm a little annoyed i'm a little i'm like <laughs> y'all we don't we every show every movie everything does not need it like you were allowed to write new lines for characters like you're allowed to like the reason hello there became iconic was because um because it was used in a really iconic way and um so like it, yeah I, I i'm i'm split between like oh shit he he did it he said the line versus oh. versus like y'all we don't we don't need we don't need the joke we don't need like yeah i don't joke. think i don't i feel like it would have been kind of odd and kind of childish if Anakin goes like, that it's over like, Obi Wan. I have the high ground. That like that would like, to me. Like, last, all right, come it on. It is I who has the high ground. <laughs> I think he could have. I think he could have said like, it's over Obi Wan, and then like bury him. Like he doesn't yeah, even have to say the high ground, but he starts the line it's implied, and yeah. then just he implied if he said it without saying the without using the words higher or ground. I would have, I would have bust. Like, I, I, I would have, like, I would have loved that. Like, <laughs> I right, think that would well, have been the best way to handle it. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think you kind of hit on, you guys hit on most of the picking nits that I have. Um, oh, I guess more, I got one more pick, nitpick. What is I'm it? Just, like scrolling through my notes now. <laughs> oh my I just gosh. saw. Uh, I forgot. How many? Did you, okay. How how badass was it when when Obi Wan pulled up the rocks with the Force? Like like after he like escaped the grave. Uh huh. Uh huh. My the rocks together. He throws all the rocks at bro, and then these rocks are made out of like 
paper mache, bro. The rocks are just like oh, that. Was my picking nit? That, <laughs> that was, was what that I was. That was, was another. Of. That was another nitpick that I had. Like it, that it was probably confusing. sounded cool in the writing room, but when they like filmed it and put it together, they were like, ah, we, we could. I get it that he's strong with the force, but if you get hit by like forty boulders, and you're like not even like I get you're you're a part robot or whatever. I'm sorry. He should have died. That would it should have been the that's, end. That's the problem. That's a problem when we get stories about characters who have plot armor. That's why we like should be okay he, yeah. with them joking about the higher ground. That's we, why we yeah. should be okay with them memeing that's us. Why, <laughs> that's why we need stories about characters that we have never seen before. So then maybe you get a scene where like, no, somebody gets buried and they're buried. That's done. It's done. <laughs> they like, gone. They're not yeah. coming back for another episode they're not coming back for a spinoff it's um yeah that was that was probably my biggest picking it is how much as i love that fight the 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 bolt there i would i want to do a rewatch and count how many boulders hit darth vader and i'm sorry like that's there's no way (laughs) there's no way there's no he's just like yeah i'm good like no big deal i'll keep fighting like nothing happened they like, they broke on him. They broke on his body. Bro. Yeah, like, that was I mean, confusing. Was silly too. action moving thing. Silly, silly little thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like he had like Superman strength, and it just like, like, I don't know. That was weird. All right. Uh, so uh, now we've gone through picking nits. I, I do uh, have one funny one. Sorry, I know you okay, do. Okay, sure. One, but yeah. it's an over, it's an overall Disney thing, which I've noticed is, um, and they did it with this episode and i think this is why i enjoy this episode more they are a little afraid of using the original score and music of star wars we've got yeah, the Imperial i heard that too this one but they ne- they never really did it with the mandalorian they haven't really done it with boba fett they've done it a little bit more with this one but when you hear that music your overall enjoyment of star wars goes straight up like any i mean they don't need that it's necessarily a, yeah it's it. a it's a cheat code yeah but do it like don't need a milk here but i think (laughs) hearing hearing new music that isn't necessarily john williams and yeah it gets you through the thing but it you get their star wars feel and even the classic george lucas cuts where sort of a diagonal line comes through the screen and then you know the specific star wars cuts from scene to scene that you'll notice using them now and again especially when it comes to um original like main trilogy characters or main saga characters mandalorian them cuts wouldn't really make sense but when you're telling them stories use them because it gives you the feel of star wars and again what andrew said about bringing you as a cut child and getting you that feel of star wars so it's, it's again it's a nitpick but i think hearing the music more will um make you enjoy new disney star wars more more wipe cuts more powerpoint transitions there we go. I haven't heard uh, that nitpick before, but I'm adding it to the roster of like. I like it. I like it. Did this Star uh, Wars media have wipe cuts? No. no. Lame. No wipe uh, cuts. It's a no for me. It's a no for me, dog. No wipe cuts. Um, no bangers. So now that we've seen the finale, how do we rank it among the Star Wars live action shows? Oh, so live action shows. So live Mand- action shows. Mandalorian, Boba Fett. And, and Kenobi. Those are the mm-hmm. only three that we've got. Okay. So far. Okay. Um, Mandalorian 1, Obi Wan 2, Boba 3. And I'm pretty confident with that. Uh, <laughs> I, liked, I liked all three. I, I love Mandalorian. 
Uh, Boba Fett's still good, but I, yeah, I think Obi-Wan's solidly in the middle. Okay. Episode six did a lot of the lifting for Obi-Wan, though. Because, as I say, it was a bit more character driven the first five episodes. And yeah. Building. But as a, com- I, think I think it crescendo yeah. helped it. For sure. Totally. Andrew? Yeah. Uh, or Jay, who, what do you got? Yeah, I, I can't argue with that that ranking. I mean, Man- Mandalorian, I, I, I rank it higher partly because I think the production value they've gotten, the intentionality and the polish is there more yeah. consistently. And, um, and it's introduced us to a ton more characters and it's, it is building. There are those callbacks. There are like, you know, all of these relationships to like Clone Wars characters or Rebels characters or like it's connecting to a lot of stuff, but it still feels fresh and original in a way that unfortunately a show that is primarily about like two prequel characters rematching and like protecting an original trilogy character in the same way that like book of boba fett is like very much like we took this guy that was an action figure in the 80s and now he has a whole show like it i think mandalorian is that sweet spot has achieved that sweet spot of giving you the like the callbacks and the familiarity but also doing something that is new and fresh um consistently enough to like expand what's expanding the, the universe in a way um so yeah I, I agree long story short agree with those rankings <laughs> pretty jay what's your ranking uh i got a hot take man i, oh. I think i think this is easily the best i think this is number one mandalorian number two and boba fett far i think there's a lot of space between all three <laughs> and and i don't know it's, so- it's weird. sorry to sorry to this man boba fett <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the more i think about boba fett like i don't i need to go back and, and watch, watch the episodes i remember i mean we were all kind of like mixed on boba fett but the more i think about the more i think back to those episodes the more i'm like yo this show is trash but um, <laughs> i would say rewatchable than the other two like i would say yeah it was more rewatchable than the others definitely yeah yeah no Wait, which one's more rewatchable i'd be one I was about to say, if you said Boba Fett's more rewatchable, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> yeah, like I, it, the Mandalorian's like I, I almost want to say the Mandalorian's a better show, but it, I don't know. It, it's kind of like how I feel. Um, I, I hate to keep like referencing old stuff that we watch, but like I don't watch a lot of stuff. I watch stuff with y'all, and um, <laughs> we did review Batman earlier this year, and I said that I felt like the new Batman movie was a better Batman project in the dark night but the dark night were better movies and i i don't know if that makes sense so i don't know if that makes sense for a podcast i don't know if that makes sense to y'all if that makes sense to an audience or somebody else listening but to me that makes sense i feel like this is this is them going back to what made star wars fire like what made it popping in the first place and the mandalorian was like okay like let, let's hand let's hand off this ip to professionals and professionals as in like people who are outside of this of this thing that we made because you know we talk about the wipe cuts we talk about the music and things star wars is like it's it's transcended it's bigger than uh it's not the same thing as like robocop it's not the same thing as like even terminator or you know like any of these other like it, it goes beyond um 
just a regular film series. You know, I guess that's what the word saga means. You know, it's a, it's a saga. It's like a, it's an epic, big universe, you know, universe saga. These, these certain words that you get with Star Wars that Star Wars probably popularized. Um, the Mandalorian steps outside of what Star Wars is to me. And I can't even really put my finger on why. It's, it's, it does not feel like Star Wars to me. Like in the music. And- it needs the music. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> but, but Mandalorian had incredible music. Like I, I remember yeah. that song. Like I could sing but it. But it you feels, now, it feels, <laughs> it feels distinct or like different from like trilogy or like saga Star mm. Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. And Obi Wan was a Star Wars thing to me. That was good. Finally, after the you know 20 years almost. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like it was something Star Wars for real, for real. It felt like if it. it you know, it had the same characters. Um, it was paced quickly. Uh, I'm not saying the Mandalorian and Boba Fett are bloated. I think Boba Fett, I, I think I think just writing top down is kind of like, I'm not going to say sloppy, but bringing the Mandalorian into it just kind of makes it all, um, I, don't, I don't know. It, it makes it a bit much. I think pacing wise, the Mandalorian definitely had filler in it. It was good filler. Um, I'm also a One Piece fan, so like I'm, I, I am, People like people use filler as a bad word. I think filler is a good thing. Um, so the Mandalorian did have good filler, but it wasn't it, it wasn't super Star Wars. You know, he might be on 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 a planet on an exotic planet for a whole episode. Um, you know, going places and doing things we've never seen anybody in the whole universe do. But you know, in this one, we got Obi Wan going to places that we that that are famous that are iconic and we got to see them in a new light and they did a good job doing it. You know, it wasn't anything corny. It wasn't anything weird. It was just a good show. So that's why I put Obi-Wan ahead. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm being disingenuous because I do feel like Mandalorian. I don't know. It, it does hit harder. It's, 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 it's longer. It's, it's fresher. It's less derivative and less reliant on fan service and, and, you know, little things that we've mentioned here. But but yeah, I, I think Obi Wan champions the uh, the Star Wars shows. And I, I'm pretty sure most people disagree with me on that. But you know, this is buckets and beyonds. You know, you get the hot takes here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, just to kind of go for what you said. I think I'm gonna actually mirror what you said because I think, like you said, Mandalorian is technically a a more well rounded show, like top to bottom. I think this show gave me moments that I didn't think I would ever get with Anakin and Obi-Wan and it hits different. Cause I'm like a prequel kid and I love the prequels, especially episode three. Episode three is my favorite star Wars episode just cause of one, yeah. all the lightsaber battles and just the clashes. And like, I'm a big lightsaber guy. So that's partially why, but to me, I kind of no lightsabers, uh, no Star Wars. Boo! No, no lightsabers. Nah, nah. Nah. It's a no for me, dog. So that's why. Well, that's why I can't have Mando in the top spot. If <laughs> don't really, they sort of have a lightsaber, but not really. He's got um, like the best one. He's got like the he got dark a, saber, a dark saber. But I, I think, um, yeah, it's definitely for me. It's Obi Wan just because of the moments that were had in that show, uh, especially in that last episode, like you said, uh, Mavdo. So I'd say Obi Wan, Mandalorian. And then uh, literally anything else, Star Wars. And then way down here is Boba Fett. Like, it's not, 
Above the Christmas special. Yeah, I'd have the Christmas special of that. Yeah, I just didn't lot. I we don't have time to get into why I didn't like that show. But uh, anyway, we're gonna spend more time talking about what we loved, loved about about (laughs) things that we did not like. There you go. I think Um, the um, I think I prefer if it was just season one of Mandalorian or season one of Obi Wan. I might have picked everyone above it, but because we've had more Mandalorian, that has helped it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, um, this so this is our oh, we have a last couple of questions. This is mostly for for Mavdo. We can kind of react to these questions. So like, so you have to choose for the next Star Wars show. Is it Reva's solo show? Is it Young Luke being a dweeb on Tatooine, or is it Obi Wan season two, where Obi Wan just hangs out with Qui Gon Jinn until he turns into Alec McGinnis? <laughs> Uh, it's it'll be Obi Wan season two out of those three <laughs> pretty confidently. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's actually another little nitpick. They could have maybe done a little bit more with Qui Gon at the end. Uh, had a bit more of a conversation. Yeah. Helped Obi Wan come a bit more at peace with what he, you know, where he was at and sort of mentally. Liam but, Neeson uh, just showed up for that check. He was like, all right, I'll be here. Shoot my shot. Get out of here. I like how we haven't seen him in like years and years. And instead of being a very uh, stoic and a re- regal, like force spirit and ghost, he just like took you long enough. Like, where are you, dude? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like a force like hippie. Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Straight away. Everyone becomes a kid again straight away. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am curious if they, because Ewan and Hayden said they both wanted to do a season two, but I, I don't know. I yeah. feel like that'd be kind of weird. I feel like you'd almost have to wait another 10 years for Ewan McGregor to look old and then <laughs> and like do that. it. But I, I don't know. The only, my only issue is I would love to have Hayden do more Star Wars. Yes. We well, got to see Prime Vader. This is like yeah. watching like Michael Jordan on the Bulls Dynasty <laughs> mode. But because um, yeah. uh, Hayden went through obviously a lot of abuse and he pretty much retired from acting because of it. And now he's happy and you can tell, yeah, it's it's probably quite therapeutic for him to do this again and be in love. So I would love to see him in Star Wars again. If there was an Obi-Wan season two, though, I think Vader's done. I don't think they can have. Yeah, you can't really. They'd have. It it wouldn't be. It would be worse if they had Vader in there after what they did with this one. So so they'd have to have Vader and Hayden in a different series with Ahsoka or anything like Flash. Yeah. Keep them bringing him back. But any Obi-Wan story needs to be with someone else, whether they dab with Darth Maul a little bit or go a different route entirely. But I think the Vader... I would would love to see, like, Force Ghost Anakin Hayden in something. But to, like, to keep forcing this, like, uh, you know, I... Yeah, I'm really... I'm really... You want new characters. Yeah, I'm opposed to the, the, like, (laughs) oh, man, are we getting a season two of Kenobi? Like, I love Ewan. I love... And you know, bring He's him the back. Best. For, if he wants to come back, sure, bring him back. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna eat it up. Like, <laughs> you know, I am a uh, a sucker for Star Wars, but um, I'm I'm fully in. Like, it's Andor time, baby. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like, August is coming. It's Cassian Andor time. And I'm just waiting till the Ahsoka show because that has lightsabers. But whatever. No, I'm just kidding. I'll also watch that. 
You want a lightsabers? I want a Star Wars slice of life. I want a, I want an Obi Wan <laughs> old man slice of life. Maybe he like meets a farm woman or something, bro. Like, <laughs> that's what. Okay, that's the. I want my... that so bad, but there everything's gotta be like, oh, the galaxy. Uh, so I, yeah, uh, danger, that, danger. Uh, Tala, combat. the girl, the girl that she met, that he met, that was smuggling people. I thought maybe, maybe he can be happy for like the rest of his life between now and and Luke or something. And maybe because he, he couldn't have uh, that one girl uh, in the Clone Wars show. Satine Creed. Satine, yeah. Duchess, he couldn't have Duchess her. Satine. Duchess yeah. Satine. I was like, man, get you that that Game of Thrones girl. Like, have, have some, you, you know, have, bro. If I was go man, I have a happy ending. And Leia then... was staying here. <laughs> I have unfinished business. <laughs> I just felt, I felt for him because he's obviously been lonely and sad, like, for 10 years. I just wanted him to get a win. But he's going to you're gonna chill, but <laughs> yeah, bit bro time, bro think. time in the desert, man, for 10 years. That's that joins that's, a frat. Yeah. This is a total, need, yeah. this is a total win. He's got his Jawa friend who brings him junk. He's got, <laughs> he's got Qui-Gon's ghosts talking to him, you know, smoking, I wanted, the, smoking okay. the good Kush out the in good, his, the good force. His, kush? Yeah. The, getting that. I guess the like my thing, if I'm Obi-Wan and I finally see Qui-Gon, I'm like, so uh that one that you thought was the chosen one like care to explain yourself like what <laughs> what well, my life has been is hell the chosen since one. this kid showed up but you know i guess technically luke is but i it, it's just funny that like qui-gon was so emphatic like yep he's the one we gotta train him and then i've i've seen stuff on twitter where like anakin is, has basically ruined obi-wan's life like since he showed up and like different people dying and all this stuff and uh I feel like I would have words for Qui-Gon. Like, hey man, that was that was not cool what you did to my to my life, but whatever. Uh, anyway. Qui-Gon will double down though. He'll be like, no, just wait, just wait. Trust the force, bro. And like him like like you, bro. He'd be like, Oh, but you didn't see what I really was trying to do, bro. And you're like, How would you know? It took you 10 years to finally see me. Get out of here, man. Like, yeah, worth it. Um Okay, so real quick, let's do a, a quick round of how would you rate it out of 10? How would you rate the Obi-Wan series out of 10? I'll go first. I say it's an 8. 8 out of 10. Mapped I give it 8, what you think? I give it 8. 8, eight? Yeah. 8 from J? In my head, it was B-, so probably <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I just had it in my grade. So, yeah, yeah, I think an 8 is fair. Yeah, 8's probably... I, I want to be, you know, you know, cool create dialogue and everything but i i agree i think <laughs> yeah i i think we i think we've ranked it accurately we've nailed it on the head good job we can all go home hey <laughs> it's it's a solid b it's a solid b yeah it's a passing yeah. grade had some good moments had some meh moments but overall like a very positive very positive experience like yeah for sure can't fault it um, so that, that concludes our Obi-Wan series and finale review from buckets and beyond, you know, uh, you can always come back for us this summer. I haven't really discussed it with the guys, but I think I want to call it, we're going to call it the, the beyond summer 22, because we're going to get into a lot of beyond content. Um, we, you know, more movies, Thor love and thunders coming out. We're probably going to dig into that. Um, Marvel DC, if DC ever releases anything, um <laughs> no. we'll, we'll, we might not even talk about it um 
<laughs> but we, we like to get into the nerd stuff. We are typically a Mavs podcast, but uh, we're big on Star Wars, as you can see. Um, so check out some of our old Star Wars episodes. We have uh, we went over the Mandalorian and we had a, a finale with our awesome guest that decided to join us today, Mavdo. And uh, where, where can the people find you, Mavdo? Uh, just at the Mavdalorian on uh, Twitter. Um, so it's basically the Mandalorian, but replace the N with the V. Um, you can probably find them under your guys' follows as well because we all follow each other. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. I'm always tweeting during Mavs games. Um, probably too much and clogging up your timeline, but I'll be No, nah, no, nah, you're, you're actually one of the more tame ones if I had to be. <laughs> stay active yeah don't stop man stay active post you're good post you're through good. it post through it yeah we, we we'll we love everything you put up you're, you're a great follow if you're a mavericks fan follow mav delorean he gives the the uk perspective on being a mavs fan and actually if you could check out last time he came on the pod it was really really cool how he kind of explained his whole uh fandom and how he became a mavs fan and what we're going to try to record next is our uh, first Mavs offseason pod. We'll talk about the draft, the Christian Wood trade, and and a few other things. He'll actually be joining us for that also, unless he has better things to do. I'll be here. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I have to make a uh, for some English talk, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Quick, uh, quick we'll tea take, break. <laughs> thank you, everybody. You. Oh God, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram at buckets beyond and uh, no, no. Instagram is Buckets and Beyond, and then Twitter is Buckets Beyond. You think I know that by now? Um, follow us, and please, if you enjoyed this pod, if you had fun with us, write us a review so we can help grow the pod and more people can check us out. And uh, thank you very much, and we are out of here. Adios. There's the sound. <laughs>